Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. You guys win because you got up on time, on Time Change Sunday. Way to go. <laughs> For those of you I don't know, my name's Todd. I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, if you're visiting with us today, I'm so glad that you're here today. Quite a different service. And uh, as you can see, I'm joined by some guests. And um, I'm so thankful um, that they are here. And you'll hear from them in just a moment. Um, I'll, I'll kind of go down the line here. Um, and uh, uh, we'll talk about each one of these folks in a moment. But there's Frank Condor here. We've got uh, Laura Von Minden and uh, Mary Eminiti and Janice and Gary Harrison. And um, these all are folks, and we'll talk about their stories in just a moment, but they are people who um, were here at Hilton Head Island Community Church from day one. And so I like calling them pioneers. So we're so thankful we got these pioneers here. We, um, we are in a series that uh, we have entitled Maximum Impact, and uh, it's more than just a series. Um, it is a theme that you'll be hearing a lot of really over uh, the course of the next few years. Um, I want to encourage you, uh, whether you're listening via our podcast or whether you're in here today, if you weren't here last week and you're part of Hilton Head Island Community Church, I want to encourage you to um, go listen to our podcast if you weren't a part of that last week. Because last week, um, I told the story of kind of the origins of Hilton Head Island Community Church and uh, the story about how God uh, led Cynthia and myself and our two kids here to uh, help start this church and for those of you who don't know this, our church started as a multi-site church. We were one church in two locations, and Low Country Community Church, Pastor Jeff Cranston uh, was the lead, is the lead pastor of Low Country Community Church, and he had this vision of us uh, being here on the island, and so we started that, and then a few years ago, uh, they uh, launched us out on our own, and we became our own independent church. And here we are today, seven years later, I can't believe it, uh, as Hilton Head Island Community Church. And God has done just amazing things in our midst. And this past fall, I asked God for a fresh vision, and he gave that to me. And uh, you can uh, hear a little bit more about that from last week's podcast. But I believe that God uh, has given us uh, this idea, and we want to come around this idea of maximizing the impact that we have, um, not just with our facility, which is something we're focused on right now. Uh, we want to uh, raise about $300,000 to help uh, give our island kids a facelift and to create um, a new area for a new ministry we're calling Ignite that is a preteen ministry because, as we know, the needs are unique uh, with our preteens. And uh, I have a nine-year-old, and I am getting to that point. And so uh, they definitely are unique, and we want to meet those needs and we want to have the maximum impact that we can. And so that means um, booting myself out of my office and a few of others out of their offices. And we're going to go to the garage, which is that building over there, and renovate it. And uh, that whole thing is going to take about $300,000. So we're in this campaign right now to raise that money. But maximum impact, as you'll hear in a few weeks, is much more than facility. It's much more than a facility plan. It is a plan to reach our community. And so I'll be talking about that in a few weeks and what God can do through us um, when we do all that we can with what he's given us right where we are. And I believe that God has placed us as a church in a strategic place, in a strategic location, with strategic gifts uh, for us to impact our world as much as possible. And so over the course of these next few weeks, I want to encourage you to be in church because we're going to be unpacking this. It's not going to make a lot of sense if you just come one week. 
uh, it really is going to make much more sense if you come week after week. Also, on uh, March the 21st at 7 p.m., we're having a night, uh, a vision night, and it's a Maximum Impact Vision Night. So I want to encourage you to be here for that. We're going to have coffee and desserts. Um, we're going to have some special guests who will be sharing and uh, a little bit like this. It's going to be a great night. So whether you have been here from the beginning or whether you've joined us on the journey along the way, I want to encourage you to be a part of that Maximum Impact Vision Night we're having on the 21st, and child care is provided for that. So let us know about that. Now, today what I want to do is, I, I, it's interesting, as a, as a forward-thinking guy, I don't often stop and, and reflect enough about the past, but that's what today is all about. And we have here with us some folks who are with us from day one, and uh, I, I'm just so thankful and so grateful um, for those folks who jumped in kind of the deep end of the pool with Hilton Head Island Community Church early on. And uh, they, these who are on the stage with me here are, are representative of a larger group of people um, who joined us in the early days. And uh, so I wanted you to hear a little bit of their story and take a break from me, you know, going on and on for 30 minutes about something uh, that's on my heart. I wanted you to hear a little bit from them. And um, so I want to hear, uh, first of all, from Mary Aminetti. And she's sitting right here on my left, Mary Thank you so much for being here this morning. Give Mary a round of applause this morning. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. It is great to be here. I, My story. Yes. Go you ahead. Wanna, you wanna, Absolutely. You I something? sure do. Tell you us. You know I talk a lot. I know you do. Okay. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> My story is I started coming to Hilton Head in 91. And by now in 86, I was visiting a church called Little Country Community Church that met in a school. Well, I grew up in traditional church, Western South Carolina. And uh, in 2001, uh, my husband and I moved here. And then Pastor Cranston decided, wow, we're moving. And they moved off the island. And I, and I said, you know, I came from a city that had a bar on every corner. <laughs> then I arrived on Hilton Head, and there's a church on every corner. <laughs> I mean, th that was amazing. But when Low Country left, I felt a void. And I went from church to church trying to replace that community, that feeling. And I kept praying. And one morning I woke up and saw Low Country Community Church opening another location back on Hilton Head while I was there the first <laughs> Sunday. And, and, and look, we, we actually have some pictures oh, yes. of that first Sunday. I love Sunday. those windows. Look I at, love those windows. You, I love nature. I'm you, a farm girl. <laughs> yes, you are, aren't you? <laughs> yes. You know, it's interesting in that first location, Mary, um, we, actually, um, we actually were in another church. It was a Seventh-day Adventist church right down the road here. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, we've been in five locations in our <laughs> seven-year history. Isn't that incredible? Um, and so that was that first Sunday, and I think there might even, I don't know, there may be some pictures of you in there, but um, that was okay. early on. Um, in the uh, in the first days, and I think even the first, uh, maybe even the first or second service there in the fall of 2007. We didn't so. have to move the chairs. We didn't have to move <laughs> chairs. Yes, as we went on, we had to do a lot of moving. That, by the way, that's a picture of of myself and my little daughter, who now is nine. I think she was about three or four at the time, and we set up everything in our garage to make sure it was all working before we started the church. <laughs> and uh, she was probably telling me what to do there. But I'm you imagining. know. But you know, Pastor Todd, uh, you can go to an area and that could be many churches. And as a Christ follower, I was looking for something special, and I found it at Low Country. And then I found it again 
with you. Awesome. And I and I'm always saying a shout out to look Hilton Head <laughs> Island Community Church everywhere I go and yeah. I am just so thankful that you are my pastor. Oh, thank you very much. I well appreciate done. that very much. <laughs> Mary, um, as soon as I moved here, I realized if you want to know something about Hilton Head, you ask you. I mean, you are in the know about what's going on on this island. Um, there are obviously a lot of churches on this island. Um, why did you believe that in 2007 there needed to be another presence of a, a church preaching the gospel on Hilton Head Island? Well, I think we're going to talk about it later, about being a pagan community. But I felt, as I said, I went from church to church, and I could not feel that void that I was missing from my church in Philadelphia. And you mentioned that word all the time, impacting your world, and that was my former church name, impacting mm. your world, Christian Center. Yeah. And when I, I walked through the door, I, I knew it had happened. And you know why there needed to be another church on Hilton Head? <laughs> all you have to do is look at our two services. And someone <laughs> asked me last week if we we're going to do a 7.30, so I thought I'd just put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug there, Mary. So for all of you out there that are early birds. What's um, your real opinion on the subject? <laughs> 7.30? Oh, wow. Now, one of the things that we did strategically um, a number of years ago is, um, and, and if you've heard my story, um, you know my story that's centered around my, my walk with God has so much to do um, with my own personal failure uh, with finances in my, in my house and in my home, and, um, and really kind of recovering from that for me was being a part of Financial Peace University. Um, and we started that a number of years ago, and you, and actually Frank was our first leader of Financial Peace, but you have taken that on, and you've led uh, several classes. You've led probably dozens and dozens of people through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace. Tell me why it is that you're so interested in helping people financially, and maybe what's the connection to a God view or, or a Christ view um, with finances? Well, you know the Bible says that the borrower is a slave to the lender, and boy, do this country is a slave right now. We mm -hmm. all know that. And uh, just to jump ahead for a minute, I'll be standing in the back with my scissors for anyone with credit cards want to cut up. <laughs> <laughs> you carry those scissors with you, don't yes. you? She's got a giant <laughs> pair of scissors to cut up credit cards. You so know, anyway, um, I love it. when they first announced that they were going to have financial peace, and I, I was in a little bit of debt myself, and I was thinking, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and I really need to take control of my finances. I need to um, learn how to say no to those family and friends that will say, loan me. There's no such thing as a loan between a family member <laughs> and a friend. And when Frank uh, took on that course, the first night I said to myself, I am going to be a coordinator for this class. I know so many people that are hurting or in pain, marriages breaking up, mothers and daughters and sons and fathers turning against each other over money. Finance is, is key to getting control of mm -hmm. your monies. You know, we, we, we want to put Christ first, and if you do that, it will all come to you. Awesome. But this is my fourth class, and I hope to go to Nashville to become a certified counselor with the Ramsey organization. And this class is just so awesome. It just, it, it just fills me up just mm -hmm. to think about them, how just wonderful they are. All my classes have just been great. 
wonderful, beautiful people, and I've seen their lives change between the first class and especially that fourth class when they have to bring in that, you know, that plan, that zero budget. Everybody out there that's taking the class know what I'm talking about. But financial peace is something that I think that we should take to Congress. <laughs> Everybody who elected to the office should have taken the nine weeks of Dave Ramsey. Can I get an amen? All right. So we're ask, going to continue this. We're going absolutely. to definitely continue. We are continue. going to continue it. Mary does a fantastic job. Let me ask you this question. How many of you be, have been impacted, whether it was here or somewhere else, by Financial Peace University? Look oh, yeah. at all those hands. Yeah. Isn't that incredible, Mary? So it I just want to incredible. say thank you You're for welcome. leading that ministry and for Frank for helping start that ministry. Yes. What a great yes. impact you guys have had in that area. Very near and dear to my heart. Now, Laura, Laura Von Minden here. By the way, one of the common threads um, with all of these folks that you see up here um, is the fact that um, they were a part of Low Country Community Church, the church that got uh, us our start. And um, so they made the conscious decision to leave the security of Low Country Community Church and with their support help us get started. And Laura, you were one of our first Island Kids volunteers back then. We called it Promised Land, didn't we? And um, so tell me a little bit about your experience and why you decided to leave Low Country um, with Jeff's support and the church's support and start help us start what is now Hilton Head Island Community Church. Well, I'm going to start out and say um, I left Low Country Community Church and came over here because I live on the island and it was more <laughs> convenient. So that was the main reason. <laughs> But um, I had also been out there for a couple of years, and my son and I moved here uh, from Michigan in 2002. Um, and we found Low Country Community Church out in Bluffton. We had been to a few other churches, um, didn't really feel at home. So we found our home, and it was at Low Country Community Church out in Bluffton to start. And my son was attending Promised Land. By the way, there he is right there. Oh, there you see he that? Is. There's there Garrett is. right there in the white shirt on the left. And now he's taller. He's much taller. I'm much not sure. He's in the room somewhere. I'm not where sure where he's he at, he's but I think he here, disappeared. He's in the back oh, there. He's, he's in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's right back there, a big old baseball player. Hey Garrett, you're one of the first island kid guys. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Um, when he was in Promised Land, and I think he'll remember this, when he was in first grade, um, his teacher was uh, Miss Franny Larson, and she was the one that encouraged him uh, to ask Jesus into his heart. Mm. So wow. he did this in first grade, and that made a huge impact on me and my life and the way that I wanted to live our lives down here because I thought if someone in Promised Land could do this to my child, this would give me an opportunity to do this for everybody else if I can. If there's any way I can help out, that's what I want to do. I want to help all your children, all the kids on this island, be able to learn how to live with Jesus and experience God in any way that they possibly can. So wow. that's my that's main reason. Awesome. Um, but other than that, so I was going to back up. Now we're going to, coming to Hilton Head, uh, Low Country Community Church starting in Hilton Head in 2007. Um, what happened with that was I was invited to a meeting, and the meeting was at the South Carolina Yacht Club. Uh -huh. That was our first meeting. Um, actually, there's a picture in the hallway of all of us that were there. There is, yeah. I think we got some pictures on the screen of that, too. Maybe not. Absolutely. Not <laughs> and um, I had met a lady. Her name is Barb Weatherwax. She's now Barb Landon. Um, she got remarried and moved away. 
However, she was the one that had asked me if I would help out here mm. versus out, um, out in uh, Bluffton. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? This would be a great opportunity to come here and be able to help out and start out. And I was helping out in Promised Land in Bluffton. <laughs> so I had a little bit of experience. Mm. And she's like, well, you got a little bit of experience. I think you might be able to do this and help out here. And I would love to have you join us. So it just took that one conversation. That's awesome. And here I am. That's awesome. And I've been helping out. It's now Island Kids here. We did start out as Promised Land, as Todd mentioned. But um, it is Island Kids. And um, it's, you know, it's incredible. pretty much it. And there's some, there's some more pictures of some of those first. That was actually at our, I think, our second and third location. We moved from the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, to Hilton Head Christian Academy's cafeteria uh, for a while. There's a picture of the cafeteria. That was an interesting time. So anyway, and uh, then we uh, very quickly moved to the um, Hilton Head Christian Academy gym. And I think that's where some of those pictures were taken uh, with Island Kids. And uh, so that was our third location. And Laura, you've, uh, you've been an incredible volunteer um, this whole time. Personally, how have you been impacted spiritually and in your life? Um, Personally, um, I was raised Catholic. And I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Um, and I've never, ever had the relationship with God that I do have now. So personally, I have grown. Um, my relationship with the Lord um, has grown so much since I've moved here. Um, I really think he was the one that got me here. Um, he was the one that brought me to this island. He's the one that brought me to this church. And he's the one that has helped my son and I both get to know him and have a relationship with him. Um, so personally, I've grown quite a bit um, in my walk with God. Awesome. That's fantastic. And I love it because Garrett now, how old is Garrett? Remind me. 17. 17. Garrett's 17, and he's involved in our youth group and uh, very heavily involved. And so, um, Laura, we're so thankful for all the sacrifice that you've made for Island Kids and Promised Land over the years. Thank you so much Thank you. for how much you jumped in um, with us. Um, one of the stories that I love to tell is um, when Cynthia and I were up in New York and, and Pastor Jeff uh, called and uh, we prayed through moving here and we moved here, one of the things that he promised me was there was a core group of people that were going to help start this whole uh, thing on the island. And, and so when I think of core group, I don't know about you, but I think of a group which entails more than one person, right? A group entails more than one person. Okay, thank you, Mary. And so uh, anyway, uh, I met with Jeff my first week here, and I said, well, tell me about this core group. And he said, well, and I had my legal pad out ready to write down all these names and numbers. And he said, well, we got Frank Condor. And then there was a very long period of silence, I think followed by me saying, can I have a ticket back to New York, please? <laughs> and uh, that person who was in even before Cynthia and I moved here um, was this guy right down here, Frank Condor. And uh, Frank, man, you have been with us since day one, and I'm so thankful for you and uh, what you do and all the things that you do to serve. And there, there's a picture of you getting baptized, buddy. Isn't that That's cool? Isn't that a great Isn't that picture? awesome? How about the picture? So, Frank, say that again. Go ahead. Some kind you're, of, am I on? You're good. You're good, man. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Frank, tell me, why were you so passionate about being a part of this whole thing? Why? Well, speaking you about, in? you know, the, the days before we actually came over here, uh, uh, Pastor Jeff and I guess the elders had done a survey. And that survey was uh, to see what was going on over on Hilton Head. 
And I was just blown away at the results of the survey. The survey said that there are 35,000 permanent residents on Hilton Head, and there were 25,000 unchurched people on this island. Yeah. And I, I, I just couldn't get over it. I just completely blew me away. So we, um, uh, we're committed to the Great Commission. Right. We're committed to reaching the unchurched. I recall those days, those early days, when we had our little offices up on, uh, when, when this church, or maybe low country, two locations, had uh, a little office up at uh, Indigo. Yeah. And uh, in a little side room up there, you and I and Cynthia, and often other people, but usually it was the three of us in that little side room, praying about the lost souls on this church, mm. We were praying to grow our little flock, which might have had 40 or 50 of us at the time, and, uh, and to reach those unchurched people. We were praying to be bold to go out into this community mm. and look at us now. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, <laughs> prayer works, guys, in case you don't know that. <laughs> so, so that's number one. That's, uh, that was my number one driving passion, I think. Uh, I fall short of getting out there like, uh, like I might, but... Um, Hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully that can change. Uh, secondly, though, is here in this church and in this environment, we do a wonderful job of creating an atmosphere for you to connect with God. Now, think about that. If if you're not if you if you leave here and you have not connected with God, you haven't been to church. And that starts in the parking lot. That starts out there with the mm. with the guys in the parking lot wow. parking cars, the greeters the people serving coffee, the teachers, every single person in here is serving Jesus Christ in whatever you do. So whatever job it is or whatever description you want to call it, believe me, it is very, very important. Mm. And maybe thirdly, and perhaps most importantly, is we preach the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ. And Pastor Todd is not afraid to let uh, a few people squirm from time to time when, <laughs> when that's needed. So... Uh, so, so those are my passions. Those are those things that, right, that really got my heart and, and really made me feel like, you know, this is, this is what we want to do. This is where we want to go. This is how we want to grow. Mm -hmm. We really want to impact this island. Sure. And there's a lot of people out there, particularly young people, who are in, the, for instance, food and beverage industry. And because of that, they have a hard time being able to make it to church. They, you know, they're working late, late at night on Saturday night. can't get up on Sunday morning. And bless her heart, Cynthia has found ways to reach into that community and bring those people in. And that's, that's just fantastic to Absolutely. me. Absolutely, yeah. it sure is. And I, I can't wait because I believe that that group of people um, is a group of people that this church can meet their needs even more than we're already doing. And I'm excited about the days to come on that. Frank, you're part of the prayer team. And I know one thing that we've got is uh, back at the guest service desk. Uh, with Terry Wigglesworth, who's a uh, new person helping us and coordinate things. For, Incredible yeah. uh, coordinating. And we have some areas for you all to get involved with prayer. And uh, so we've got three different opportunities. You can check out the guest service desk. Because here's the thing. This church began and is successful only because God's people were praying That's and right. asking for God's help. That's right. And so we need to continue that. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. so yeah, man, nothing, nothing happens in the body of Christ without prayer. Absolutely. You've got Absolutely. to know that yeah. and, and believe it and depend on it. Uh, it, it. It just stirs the spirit up in people. Absolutely. And, uh, and so, so you'll be blessed. 
yeah. if you get involved in the prayer ministry. Frank, thank you, man, so much. I really appreciate you being with us here today. Um, uh, over here on the far end of the couch to my left is Gary and Janice Harrison. And um, I, I, Gary and Janice have been with us since day one. Gary is uh, one of our elders and um, just uh, has provided some great leadership and friendship, to be honest with you, for me and Cynthia. And uh, I, I'm just so thankful for, for their influence in our lives as a family. And I think um, the, the, uh, this is amazing, Gary, because this is our last location before we did anything with it. And Gary was the architect on that location and, and what we've done in here. And that was the before. Here's the in the middle. And then uh, I think we've, look at, look at that ceiling, man. That was a mess. It was a mess. We got up in that ceiling. There was stuff everywhere. And that was the finished product, right? There was our first Sunday when we were doing video. We were still doing video teaching at the time. And a few years later, we switched over to live teaching. There's, I think, after we switched over to live teaching. But Gary was integral in um, really helping us find the space. Now, be before I dive into that, I've got a great story about Janice. Um, Janice here, um, there's Gary Payton. <laughs> Not only is he an architect, but he can roll some paint. Uh, <laughs> Um, Janice, every Sunday when we were at our very first location at the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, every uh, Sunday morning, I would look at her after I've met her like four or five times, and this went on for 90 days, and I would call her Mary or Sally or Lisa or Joan. I never got Janice's name right, and um, she told me today that she kept introducing me as a different name each week, so that was fun to hear <laughs> after all these years. I was innocent, somewhat. <laughs> but they've meant the world to us. And I remember um, December, I believe it was 8th, 2010. And Gary and Frank uh, were involved with helping us find a new space. We were in our, what amounted to our fourth location down at Office Park Road. And many of you remember that. It was a low ceiling. The air conditioner hardly ever worked, right, Mary? And uh, it was interesting because we, uh, at that location, um, we were just busting at seams. We were just out, completely out of room. And so I asked Gary and Frank and a couple other guys to be praying about and to be looking for um, a, a new facility. And we were about ready to sign a brand new lease at that facility that day on December 8th, 2010. And Gary walked into my office and tell me what kind of transpired that morning, Gary. Well, uh... We, we felt the need that uh, the space we were in was not adequate, but uh, we also knew after years of searching that there, uh, there aren't many options here on this island. There's a lot of constraints. There's uh, uh, not, a, not a lot of buildings such as this uh, available, so uh, we had to do what we had to do, and uh, we were uh, getting ready to renegotiate a new lease at Office Park, and uh, I thought that uh, we best get prepared because the market had changed a lot and we were, uh, we were paying uh, A-plus rates and uh, the market had uh, uh, dropped considerably. I wanted to get some current comps on uh, what leased uh, space would be available and I uh, reached out to uh, some of my uh, real estate contacts and uh, got some interesting information. The last guy that I stopped to talk to uh, said, there's a building that... Uh, you need to be aware of. And uh, it was on that same day that we were going to negotiate a lease for Office Park. And Gary, there it is. That was our prayer. We had a prayer night. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're sitting in that building. 
I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? Isn't that incredible? That's right where you all are sitting, right there. Um, that's what it looked like when we walked in that later that, I guess, next week. Yes, yeah. And uh, we, it, it didn't take us long to uh, react to that opportunity. And it started the wheels rolling, uh, and the uh, vision uh, was uh, ignited once again, if we can borrow Abby's yep. term, yep. that uh, uh, we knew that this could facilitate the growth that we were praying for. Mm -hmm. And uh, we envisioned, uh, and those ahead of us, the founders of uh, the church, had envisioned years ago. Uh, so it was all hands on deck from... Mm -hmm. From there on out. Sure was, absolutely. We came in, we had a team of people that did as much as we could, uh, the town would allow us to do to uh, tear down and kind of deconstruct some things here. And then uh, we got busy on getting contractors in uh, to do the work of what this ended up becoming. And, uh, but, but I got to tell you, Gary, as passionate as you have been about our facility, um, and I'm so thankful that in those early days, um, you helped guide us, and, and I'm so thankful that these guys were praying. Um, I, I was just amazed that the timing of that and the negotiations with Hargrain, how well everything went. And here we are, and we have a fantastic partner in Hargrain. Uh, they just really are. Uh, they, they bend over backwards for us. But, you know, it's, as much as we talk about facility, uh, facility is a tool to be used for the spread of the gospel, as Frank just mentioned. Uh, but we can do that in a lot of other ways, and a ministry plan is vital to the success of a church spreading the gospel. And so, Gary, I know that you've, oh, by the way, there's some great pictures of some of the people cleaning, and boy, we had some cleanup work to do here, and uh, it, was, it was really incredible. That's Linda Peterson and, and Ashley, and there you are, Janice. And uh, um, Linda and Ashley have been with us. Or she's over here, and she's been with us since the beginning, too. And so, um, but, you know, ministry, you're passionate about us getting outside of these four walls and off of these three acres um, and going into our community and, and helping others out. Tell me a little bit about your passion there and uh, what you see as uh, an impact in the community there. Well, as... Uh Low Country, our uh, our founding church, uh, that named themselves uh, a community church. Yep. We took that on, and we continue that heritage. and a, And a community church uh, is meant to impact the community in which it's placed. So there's a theology of place that uh, mm -hmm. we're living out. And uh, this this spot, this building, facilitates our worship and our uh, teaching uh, and our learning. And uh, it serves as uh, not just a house for that, but a launching pad to go out into that community. In our serve days early on, I remember that uh, our first serve day, we, uh, we actually canceled church. We met over there at Office Park. Yep. And uh, we uh, uh, <laughs> financially just decided that this was an investment we were going to make. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, but the idea was that, uh, surprisingly enough, these were people who were going to meet at the church, worship for a short time, which was a great send-off, and then we dispersed uh, from the church, and it was amazing. We had more people show up at serve day than what had been attending for the average attendance for the six months prior to uh, Did you get the church. That? 
Did you get that? That's incredible. We had more people attend serve day than we did church. We should be doing that every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are limitations to that. There are, we yeah, we for have to sure. do all things in balance. Uh, but it, it, what it did was it, it confirmed the heart of the church because no one was told they needed to be there or had to be there. No one was forced. It was completely volunteer. It cost some people some yeah. things, you know. They ruined some clothes. They got dirty. <laughs> and they, uh, uh, but the cost was, was nothing. Most everybody has a story from that first serve day. And uh, uh, there, there were a lot of facilities that were upgraded. People wondered, what in the world? Who, who are these people? What's their motive? They were looking behind, you know, to, to see the manipulation, and there wasn't any. Uh, we just had a chance to rub up against uh, yeah. parts of our community that uh, we, we never, uh, in our normal day-to-day -day life, would uh, be a part of. And it was a great learning experience for all of us. It yeah, was a it tremendous really was. Uh, growth experience. And, and we didn't just make this decision right now in the middle of this conversation, but we are having a serve day coming up just like Gary described on April the uh, 6th, that Sunday. It's going to kind of be all weekend. But we're going to have one service at 1030 that morning, just exactly like Gary described. And we're going to have a serve day once again. We come in we worship, and we get ready, and we go out. And many of you are going to experience that uh, through your groups and through your life groups, and so you'll be hearing more about that in the days to come. Um, we, we have so much more that we want to cover, but we are just playing out of time. And I just want to thank um, each of these who were pioneers in those early days. And why don't you give them a warm round of applause. Thank you guys so much. Y'all can No, I got to go. I'm sorry. Thank you all so much. Really appreciate it very much. Um, part of the reason that I wanted you to hear um, from some of these who have uh, really gone before us, many of us, and um, who, like I like to describe, were the first people to dive and jump into the deep end of the pool along with myself and with Cynthia and our family and Jeff and Low Country, um, is I want you to hear the heritage. Uh, Gary mentioned that word heritage in, in our legacy. Um, these are some of the ones who began that. But I want you to hear this. Um, this is something that, that doesn't stop with the small group that helped us get going in 2007. It continues with all of you. It continues with each one of us finding where we're gifted and getting involved and serving the body of Christ. And being passionate, as Frank mentioned, about uh, the gospel. I don't know if you heard that theme through all of what we talked about, whether it was finances, Mary helping with finances, whether it was um, Gary helping you know, find a facility that would house uh, the amount of people that we were having, or Frank being passionate enough to leave uh, Low Country and, and be a part of this brand new start, or Laura helping out in the early days with Promised Land and now Island Kids. But we do this all for the gospel to let our community know and let our region know and let our world know about Jesus Christ, God's Son, who came to die for the sins of the world. And we do it all for that, and we do it for his glory. You know, one of the things I think of when I think about these folks who you just saw, when I think about those pioneers that have gone before, is I think about God's faithfulness. It's interesting, there was a period of time where uh, a group of people who were God's people saw the faithfulness of God over and over and over again. 
And it was back in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel. In the Old Testament, when the nation of Israel, they went through some ups and downs. There were periods of time where they rebelled against God, periods of time where they were in captivity and they cried out to God. There were times when they were in exile and they needed God's help. And all during those times, there were different prophets. We're going to be doing a series on some of the prophets later this year. And one of those prophets was the prophet Jeremiah. And he was preaching to the exiles, the, the people who were part of the nation of Israel that were exiled in Babylon. And he wanted the people of, that were there, that were gathered there, to realize the faithfulness of God. And realize that God was the reason that they could hope. And when I think of these that you saw up here and many others, I think of the faithfulness of God with our church. The fact that God on the very day that we were going to sign a brand new lease down at a small building that really didn't fit our needs, but we had no other option, answered. The very month that we are down to our last dime, God supplies. The very moment that we think we just can't press on anymore in terms of ministry, he is there. And I think about God's faithfulness. I think about the fact that God is faithful and he's faithful to you. But Jeremiah says this in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. I want you to take a look at this. He says this, and hopefully this will be an encouragement for many of you, not just with church, but personally. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And that's the promise that he gives, but here's the premise. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. God listens to us. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I'm here to tell you today that these who went before us, those who were up here today, and many others just like them, they were calling on God over and over and over again. And that's why we as a church have been able to experience his faithfulness. And I want to let you know today that if we do the same thing, if we follow in the heritage and the legacy that these have gone before, he will answer us. And we'll be able to see him do amazing things through the ministry of this church. I want to encourage you and challenge you. In your own life, when you think about Hilton Head Island Community Church, even when you think about Low Country Community Church, now not a parent church, but more of a sister church, let's pray and ask for God's faithfulness to be in the midst. Over the course of these next few weeks, we're going to be unpacking this more. Got a special guest next week that I can't wait for you to hear from. Be here in March. Please be here in March. Please be here on Vision Night. There's all kind of information in your worship guide today where you can find out more about that. Be with us as we unpack this. And let's together move forward experiencing the faithfulness of God, not only in our personal lives, but in the life of this church. Would you pray with me this morning? Father God, I thank you for Frank, and I thank you for Laura. And God, I thank you for Gary and Janice, and I thank you for Mary. And God, I thank you for all the others that have gone before, that were here in the early days, that, had, that caught the vision that Pastor Jeff had, that joined myself and Cynthia and our small staff, Barb Weatherwax, Diane, as time went on. God, and now our current staff and elders and leaders. And God, I thank you for those who have gone before. And I pray your blessing on those who come in the future. God, I thank you for many who are sitting in this room who are going to experience your faithfulness because they call on you. And God, may we call on you now to go before us. 
God, whether it's $300,000 for a facility or a real major impact on our community, whether it's a team going to Belize or Jamaica this summer, God, I cry out to you as the leader of this organization to go before us. Give us a future and a hope, just like you did with that nation of Israel when they were held as exiles in Babylon. May you go, go before us and may you lead us. God, I pray for your faithfulness and for a hope for those who are here today who personally are in bondage. God, maybe they're in bondage of sin. Maybe they're in bondage of a relationship that's going awry. God, maybe they're in bondage. I pray that you would release them and that you would allow them to trust in you. And I pray for those who haven't accepted you as their Savior. God, may they do that. And God, may they thrive in their faith journey with you. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Why don't you stand up? I want to thank you so much. I know it was a totally different day. I hope you enjoyed hearing some of these stories. Thank you so much for being here today. If you're part of the Hilton Head Island Community Church family, you can give on your way out or you can go online later today and give. I want to remind you to give your tithes and offerings. May God be with you this week. I'll see you next Sunday.